York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm talking straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from Nick of Time Show here, giving you that Nick's talk just in the nick of time. And it's time to talk about the breaking news that just broke Nick Nation. News that the New York Knicks have traded for RJ's buddy from Duke, Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish is a guy who's known as a 3D guy, 6'8, 275 pounds. Average 11.9 points per game. His three-point percentage have risen this year from last year, and he has he's 6'8 with a seven-foot wingspan. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm really curious to see how Cam can fit with these Knicks and can he actually reach his potential? Because he's flashed some potential with the Atlanta Hawks, and he has the potential to be something in this league. Some say he's an All-Star. Some say he's Paul George's, but all in all, he is a, a great talent um, with a, a huge prospect and a slick move pulled off by the Don Leon for bringing Cam Reddish to the New York Knicks and reuniting and reuniting him with my man, R.J. Barrett, Broadway Barrett, Bully Barrett. So I'm really curious to see what Cam Reddish does with this team and all in all, you can't be mad at this move because all the Knicks end up doing is giving up, you know, Kevin Knox, right? <laughs> a first-round pick who, who is heavily protected by Charlotte, right? This first-round pick can actually end up being two second-round picks depending on how like, the win totals um, weigh in from now until 2025. And we get one of the top 10 draft picks from a few years ago who has a tremendous upside. So kudos to Leon who, who, who pulled a fleece move on these Atlanta Hawks and got us a prospect who can potentially be a really good three and D guy. And also who can be like a really a playmaker too. Cause he flashed some playmaking ability. I can't wait for you guys to, 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 to chime in and let us know what you think about this camera. This deal. We're going to talk about it, but before we talk about it, let me introduce my guy. The man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G's in the building. Cam Reddish, welcome to the Knicks. I mean, I was, like I said in previous podcasts, I didn't think wing was a need for the Knicks. I thought the Knicks were pretty solid on the wings. But, you know, I would have probably rather, you know, either a stretch five, maybe even a young dynamic point guard to come in. But, you know, Cam Reddish is definitely a good piece, and it's not all roses, but he definitely has a he definitely has a lot of upside, and I'm curious to see how the Knicks are going to use him, especially with the logjam they have at the wing at the moment. Right? Yeah, exactly. Before we even get to that, let me just talk up Cam a little bit because Cam has been, you know, he's he's been in this league and he's been up and down and he's had some in, he had some injury problems, right? He's had some Achilles problems which kind of set the stage for him to return doing a pivotal spot in the Atlanta Hawks playoff run when they were facing players um teams like the Milwaukee Bucks, right? 
And he shows up in the Eastern Conference Finals after not playing in a long time, drops 11 points, misses the following game. Then in three games after that, averages 13.3 points per game, shoots uh, four, four rebounds, 2.3 assists, 1.7 steals, and makes 3.73 three-pointers three while shooting a ridiculous 50% from the floor and 72% from three. Uh, so off the rip... When when this guy is engaged, when a guy is locked in, he can torch you. He can definitely torch you. And he's had some bright moments in these playoff spots too. He blocked Chris Middleton a few times. He's he did a pretty good job of guarding the Milwaukee Bucks point guard. And he's shown that he can be a difference maker using his seven foot wingspan to his advantage. And he, he's a willing defender, too, when especially when he's motivated. And the Knicks played the Bucks this season, Ryan. And Grimes is on Middleton. And Grimes had a phenomenal game. Grimes has been great for us. But there's certain matchups where you're like, you know what, we're facing guys like Middleton who's tall, he's lanky, he can shoot over the top at you. It helps to have a guy who is 6'8 and has a 7-foot wingspan to throw in that guy to disrupt them. He's done it before, and even though he hasn't had a perfect season, um, he's shown that he can play defense um, amongst the top guys, and that might be like, you know, sometimes when you see those, when you have your rivals, when you're playing that guy you don't like, when you have something to prove, when you're playing these top guys, we see you from Randall all the time, you're more motivated to show what you can do um, than ever before. And he might be able to help us play some of these top guys on a defensive end. Yeah, man, most definitely. Um, well, I I do want to bring up bring up some stats right quick with Reddish because just to kind of like show what the Knicks are getting at Reddish. So I picked up some stats from NBA.com, mm. and these are defensive stats. So they have individual defending stats, meaning that. When Reddish is the main defender, what percentage is the player usually shooting against Reddish? And then they have the league average mm-hmm. from that mm-hmm. distance. So on NBA.com, it says greater than 15 feet. So when a player is more than 15, away, 15 feet away from the basket, the NBA league average is 36.4%. That's, that's the league average of, you know, players shooting from that distance in the league. Mm-hmm. But when Reddish is the when, when Reddish is the main defender, those players only shooting thirty five point four percent against them, which is a negative one point one difference, which would show that Reddish when he's defending players on the perimeter, he's holds them to a lower percentage than the league average. Yep. And now and now when it now when it comes strictly to three pointers, the league average is thirty five percent from three. When Reddish is the main defender, Players only shooting 33.6% from three against them. Again, negative 1.5 difference, which again shows that Reddish is holding guys below the league average when he's the main defender on them. So the Knicks is definitely getting somebody who can definitely defend on the perimeter. but And, and he can shoot the three as well, and he has a lot of upside. My issue is the log jam at the wings because the way I see it, the way basketball is played nowadays is basically point guard, wings, big men. Right. I, I, I find the wings to be interchangeable, the two and the three. Nowadays in basketball is interchangeable. So now you have to look at you have to look at the guys who's ahead of Reddish at the moment. 
Fournier. Mm-hmm. Is Fournier going to get benched for Reddish? I doubt it. He's the big money guy. Sips ain't benching Fournier. RJ. Is RJ going to get benched for Reddish? Of course not. Not Badman Barrett. Hell no. Grimes. Grimes now, he's a rookie, and he's getting playing time, and he's developing. Do you want to halt his development and put Reddish there instead? That wouldn't be smart. You would want Grimes to grow. Again, you have Burke. Because once Rose comes back, Burks is going to be back in the um, he's going to be back on the bench. Mm-hmm. Are you going to really bench Burks? No, he's one he's one of the more productive guys off the bench that the Knicks have. So again, it's like Reddish coming in for Knox. It's like he's taking that bench position. So for me, it's like I, this is why I feel like the Knicks is are probably going to make another move because there's a logjam at the wing, and if you're going to play Reddish. Somebody's going to have to go to really give Reddish that playing time because the four guys I see right now ahead of him, I can't see any of them really being benched and put and putting Reddish in there to get those minutes. And, and yeah, and this is this brings us to this next question: Are Leon Rose and Tom Thibodeau in lockstep on the direction of this team as far as this season and beyond? Because we all know. Tom Thibodeau likes defense, but Tom Thibodeau also likes veterans, right? <laughs> so those two, those two ideologies are going to be combating each other, um, which is why a lot of people might believe that this move is a precursor to another move, because if you're bringing in Reddish and you have to make a decision on him next season, because because like him and RJ came in at the same time. So him and RJ coming in at the same time, that means we have a season and a half of Reddish and a season and a half of RJ. And we're going to have to make a decision on whether we want to keep them or not. And he's, you know, around the league, people are guessing he's going to cost around 15 to 20K. That's, that's, what's, that's what Ian Beckley has said. So we're going to have to make a decision on eventually. And I don't know what, I don't know what Leon is going to do, but... I would not be surprised if Fournier is moved or Alec Burke has moved before the deadline um, to give a little bit room to Reddit to um to Reddish. Also, keep in mind, Ian Begley reported that Grimes was initially in the deal for Cam Reddish, and the Knicks were close to dealing Grimes um for Cam Reddish. But uh, they backed out, and instead they included Kevin Knox, which, thank goodness, <laughs> woo, I would have been tired. If they put Grimes in that deal, I would have been mad. I would have been yeah. pissed. But uh, people in the front office were against that move, and thank goodness they were. And they end up swapping out Grimes and putting in Kevin Knox, which is a good move for us because, like I said, Kevin Knox, we had to make a decision on this season. We've talked about it on this program. We didn't think he was going to make it. And especially, you know, so we 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 did the right thing by moving him now and not and risk not getting him not getting anything for him in return. You know what I mean? So <laughs> um kudos to that. But it's the the question still remains who will be here after February 10th? <laughs> <laughs> and this is not going to be an easy question because you can make a you can make a case for everybody. 
You can make a case for anybody to go, right? Yeah, now, pretty much. <laughs> what's up about Evan Fournier? Let's talk about <laughs> Evan Fournier. Because most people would say, you know what, let's move Evan Fournier. Over the last week and a half, there's two things that I've seen for Evan Fournier. One of them is, holy crap, he's a useful NBA player. <laughs> when he's when he's engaged, when he knows his role, he can hit shots. And because he's been with this team for a certain amount of time, he's been better defensively over the last two weeks than he has this entire season. Um, two, when you compare Evan Fournier to Cam Reddish, and I'm going to bring up the clean the glass stats right now. Offensively, Evan Fournier is outperforming Cam Reddish. If you're looking at the clean the glass stats, you already see right here. Um, Cam Reddish is having a great year. First first year, he's shooting in the 68 percentile from three. Corner three, shooting in the 83rd percentile. Compare that to Evan Fournier right now. On a down year, Evan Fournier is still shooting better. Across the board, when it comes from three, when it comes from mid range, when it comes from the short mid range, all over the place, he's he's just shooting a lot better than Cam Reddish, point blank. Period. So, what are, what are you saying? Cam Reddish, as of today, has a higher ceiling than Evan Fournier because of his defensive switchability, because of you know he flashes some playmaking, um, but he has to show it. He has to show it. And whether or not the front office makes that move right now is gonna really it's gonna really um it's gonna tell us something. It's gonna tell us what do I prioritize? Do they prioritize making the playoffs now or later? Because just as easily as they, they can probably move move um Evan Fournier or Alec Burks, who seems who might be the easy move right now because he costs less money. Um it, they might they can also I can also see them taking a long approach having Cam Reddish be with these guys over the, the next few months, having him be with guys like Johnny Bryant over the summer and then trying to make the decision on him and during the summer as well. Like I can see them going, you know what? How is he performing with the Knicks now? How is he performing with Johnny Bryant and stuff in this during the summer? And then figure try to say, you know what? Let's make our move in the summer. Or let's make our move next trade led line when it comes to Cam Reddish, when it comes to Alec Burks, when it comes to Evan Fournier. I can see both of those things happening. Mm. Yeah, um here's the thing. So Cam Reddish's last five games of the Hawks, he scored no points for those games. And Two of those games, he actually had playing time in. One game, he had 13 minutes. Another game, he had three minutes. And two other games, he had DMP. And then one game, he scored 18 and, and played 37 minutes. Now, Cam Reddish, it seemed like the Hawks pretty much, you know, they're, they're iffy on him. That's why they traded him. And they brought him to the Knicks. So, yeah, there's a possibility where they might, you know, Knicks might leave Cam Reddish on the bench and just have him, you know, I guess, you know, learn – style of play, learn the offense, and just watch, you know, the other guys go out. Uh-oh, I feel like we lost Ryan, because whenever Ryan freezes like this, I think his computer messes up, so I might have to take over for a second. <laughs> Ryan, are you there? We lost Ryan, man. We got to get enough super chats to get Ryan a new computer one day, all right? 
<laughs> but like ultimately, well, I, I, I'm gonna take over from here. Ultimately, ultimately though, because I don't want you, I don't want anybody to think that because the Hawks traded Cam Reddish that he he's a, that he doesn't have any value because kind of what's going on with Obi Toppin and the New York Knicks now is, is what's happening with Cam Reddish, right? You're going to need t playing time to develop into the player that you want to be. And the more playing time you have, the more time you have to develop, the more you can show. Some people are kind of surprised that we didn't get, uh, they saying that we fleeced the Atlanta Hawks. And they're saying that, you know what? I can't believe it didn't take that much to get him. Well, the thing is, he's had flashes, right? He has flashes of his potential. You need proof of concept to prove that should be a, he can be a productive NBA player for long stretches of time. He's had a great stretch. He had a nice seven-game stretch in the beginning of the season when he played well. He had also another great stretch in December where he scored 30 points um, a couple of times. And it was great from three. But um, that's not enough to really have to put like quickly in a deal plus a first round pick plus a so we i feel like we got him at a fair trade and and, and that's something to look forward to when we, when we move obi eventually because i feel like it's going to happen not because obi is a bad player but because you know we know he's not getting the time obi is not getting the time so potentially for us this can be a great move a great three and d guy who can also you know defend possibly defend the other team's best player and um, at the at the at the at the least, he could probably be a really good defensive guy, and hopefully, at his ceiling, he could be a guy who can you know create for others, and you know round out the rest of his game, meaning rounding up, his, rounding out his uh, mid range game, rounding out his moves to the basket. But he has a long, he has ways to go. He has to clean up his isolation play. That's something the Hawks players kind of complained about, cleaning up his isolation play. Um not going one-on-one -on -one so much and you know passing the ball a little bit more because it gets a little bit of a, a little bit of a tunnel vision and has to be more consistent but um i also want to say this i don't don't get too caught up in the last five games where he wasn't playing well because a lot of times especially with these young players when they're having issues with their team when there's trade rumors going around nine times out of ten that player's efficiency, especially if it's a young player, dips around trade season, especially, especially when, you know, yeah, especially when they're younger. And remember, this, he's like 22 years old. He's a young kid. He's younger than a lot of the guys that we have on our own team. So don't take that dip too seriously in my eyes. I think, I think you have to uh, take that performance with a grain of salt. And realize that this kid does have potential to do something, um, but we have to. We have guys here, Johnny Bryan, and others who can pull it out of him, and hopefully we can, man. Hopefully we can. All right. Uh, shout out to, to Ryan G, who's returning. And Ryan G, what you just missed is me saying, don't take the last five games too seriously, because a lot of times when uh, you, your name is in trade rumors, especially as a young player, you kind of get a little bit distracted. And most young players who are in the NBA, they're they're uh, they start to dip. Their productive productivity starts to dip when they see that their name is in trading rumors and things of that nature. So don't take that to heart too seriously. Also, you have to consider that you know he has other players 
above him, similar to Obi Toppin. He has Herder in front of him. He has DeAndre Hunter in front of him, who's a really good uh, defensive guy who needs minutes as well. There's a log jam there, and that's why he's moved. And that's how he was able to get him as cheap a price as he was able to get him. All right? Yeah, but um, the, before my computer decided to just shut down on me, one of the first things I have to do is get a MacBook as soon as I get some money in my pocket. But um, <laughs> but I wasn't I wasn't putting too much um stock on his five games because I was trying to get to a point overall. But unfortunately, my computer cut me off. So mm-hmm. my my point was that because Cam Reddish wasn't getting a lot of playing time in Atlanta that he might, you know, be comfortable with taking a back seat, you know, in the Knicks, you know, with the Knicks as well, learning, you know, learning the team and learning how they're playing things of that nature. You know, they, you know, like there might not be, you know, for example, like, you know, like how some players, you know, when they're not getting a lot of playing time, whatever the case may be, you know, they might cause, you know, a commotion and they might make a big deal out of it and things of that nature. I was trying to say that maybe Cam Reddish won't, won't do that because, He's coming from a similar place in Atlanta. I, I, man, nah, he, he wanted to leave. Nah, he wanted to leave because there was a log jam in Atlanta. Like he, so he wants to play in time. Like he's yeah, come here but, to play. Yeah, but I'm saying that that just proves my point overall about the Knicks making another move because why are you going to bring in another player that, you know, you already know you have a bunch of wings as it is. Why are you going to bring in another player that, you know, he wants to, he's, he, he left his other, you know, he want, he expressed leaving his other team to come to the Knicks or whatever team they were going to trade him to for playing time. So it's like it's either the Knicks are going to flip Cam Reddish again and make another move or it's somebody else that's going to go. But yeah. I was just saying that, but I was just saying that, you know, the fact that, you know, he's not really, he didn't really get playing time in Atlanta, like the Knicks might be able to get away with just stashing him on the bench. But all, But again, like I said, it doesn't make sense. It's either you're going to flip Cam Reddish again or you're going to give him playing time by moving somebody else. Yeah, I agree. A move is going to have to be made at some point. I know some people think it's going to happen between the trade deadline. I think that's a possibility, but I also would not rule out something happening over the summer or next trade deadline. Once the Knicks really see what they have in Cam Reddish, uh, how we perform with Alec Burks, how we perform with Evan Fournier, because this team, they want to make the playoffs. Like, we're right in the thick of it. We're 500. You know what I'm saying? So we want to make the playoffs. And Tom Thibodeau is a guy who wants to win. He he, he does love defense. Um, so he can get on his team and get minutes if he plays defense. He has a chance to outperform other players players on the defensive end because he has physical gifts that allow him to do it. He just has to be consistent. And that has been an issue with the Atlanta Hawks. Sometimes that's and at least that's, that's the view I'm getting from certain fans. Right? But he... We have guys here in Johnny Brown. We have guys here with Tom Thibodeau who can really help this kid lock in and be and take that next step to from being an okay defender to a really good defender and be an elite defender. He just has to want it. He has just have to work for it. And also, it might take some wheeling and dealing from Leon Rose um, to kind of get Tom Thibodeau out of his own way sometimes. Because, you know, these guys in Evan Foy and Alec Burks, today are outperforming Cam Reddish on the offensive end. Today today not in the future today so it's gonna be some it's gonna be some sacrifices made if cam reddish makes this lineup um but it, it can work out for him it, it, it could definitely work out for him it can work out for us all along still a good move from the knicks the next move though is really gonna tell a lot <laughs> yeah most definitely because 
like you said, the Knicks are in the playoff hunt. And if you're in the playoff hunt, you're going to want guys like Fournier and Burks on your team that could, you know, produce on, you know, get you some buckets. And, if, and you know, they might not be the best defenders, but they defend decently enough. I mean, the stat came out the other day that since January, the Knicks had the best defense in the league. And that's with Fournier and Burks within the lineup. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to really, I think, like you said, the next move is going to tell a lot because it's going, it's going to show, are the Knicks really trying to win now? And if they're trying to win now, Fournier is not going nowhere. Burks is not going anywhere. And the only way Cam Reddish is going to get playing time is if he, if, is if he displaces Grimes or somebody else. Exactly. But, we- yeah, but if the Knicks are really going for the young movement and, and there's not really a big focus on winning, then yeah, Fournier is going to go or Burks is going to go somebody like that. And then that's how Cam Reddish is going to get his playing time. I still feel like we got to make a move at some point though. Like I would like to see a move before the trade deadline because Cam Reddish takes Grimes minutes, right? Right now Grimes is only getting minutes because Derrick Rose is out and Alec Burks is a starting point guard. That's the only reason Grimes is even getting minutes in the first place. So yeah. if Derrick Rose comes back, there goes Grimes' minutes. Um, you already know what it is. Tom Thibodeau trusts Derrick Rose over everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> then So now we're looking at Derrick Rose with the second unit with IQ with Alec Burks. And now it's going to be Alec Burks versus Grimes versus Cam Reddish. And you already see the way Tom Thibodeau is, is talking about Alec Burks. So... For man, like the only real re- the only real way I can really see Cam Reddish getting some burn or a chance of getting burned if Alec Burks is moved, bro. That's really <laughs> Alec like Alec Burks would have to be moved. And yeah, yeah, it got to be somebody. That's it. Got, yeah. It just got to be somebody because with the way the way the roster is right now, Cam Reddish is not seeing burn. Right, the way the roster is at the moment. So, I mean, look out for all that, man. Look out for Evan Fournier's big, good play, raising his stock value and him being moved. Um, look out for Alec Burks being moved, which I feel like might be more likely before the trade deadline than anything, even though it would hurt. But I can see that being more likely Evan Fournier. Look out for all scenarios, but also, you know, be aware that we can also play the long game and have and have Cam Reddish kind of just kick it with his team, have a few months with Johnny Bryant and the Knicks coaching staff, and the Knicks end up making a move in the summer or the subsequent um, trade deadline in February next season. <clears throat> All right? Yeah. Now, 309 in the chat. Shout out to everybody who's in the chat, man. If you're loving the content so far, please hit that like button. Please hit the subscribe button, man. We do post games after every game. Next game. We're going to have the full squad next game. Next game is going to be me, Ryan G, and Raw. Um, for these Knicks... Hawks matchup and it will it be the Cam Reddish revenge game? Will it be we that? Wait and see. Will we Kevin Knox? Will Kevin Knox come in and be a flamethrower and, and revert to corner Kev? Where's that going to happen? Like we over man, this man Saturday's storylines is looking amazing right now. For real, we should we should really have Cam Reddish versus Kevin Knox. Just have him in there for like five ten minutes at least. Going exactly. At each other. Everybody clear <laughs> out, clear out, Randall. RJ, all y'all clear out. 
Knox versus Cam, <laughs> battle of the trades. Let's see who got it. Let's go one on one. Exactly. Let's do it. I'm with that. I'm with that. Shout out to everybody who's rocking with us for the cat and the KOT. Shout out to Frank Matos, JW, Nucky Fresh, Winston Ellis, Antoine Boyce, Stanley Mann, Rich Boy, and everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. Press the boss, everybody. Rich, Rich Boy, everybody. And you know what I do? Shout out to my guy Eric Nucky Fresh and Eric Nucky Fresh in the building, man. All I need, I just need, I just need my guy. I just need young Simba in the chat one time so I can do my I just need young Simba in the chat one time. I haven't done it in a minute. Put an APB All out facts. for young Simba, man. I know this man's been working hard, but I need I need you here one day so, so I can give you the proper intro you deserve. All right. Let's go. Let's go. You got all right. First caller up for the night. We have Stan, not Steve. Stan Nowak. All right. <laughs> Stan, what's going on, man? Let us know what you want to talk about, sir. Oh, well, I want to be relatively serious tonight as opposed to what I was last night. And if you knew my relative, you would understand why I was serious. Oh, my gosh. But, um, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> no, uh, let, I want to address some uh, – you can't help it. Uh, um, once a radio guy, always a radio guy. Anyway, um, I want to address two things very quickly. One of them is quickly. Uh, and Aaron uh, uh, Ryan, uh, see, I, made, I, I, I get names wrong too, guys. Uh, 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 Ryan uh, was talking about a point guard. Y you got your point guard, okay, in my opinion. Mm. Secondly, uh, I remember uh, year number one uh, watching tape of Mitchell Robinson shooting threes. Yeah. Three after three after three after three after three in practice, he said, um, that he, and he and he stated, um, "When are they going to let me play?" So eventually, he's going to start shooting some threes. They just, they just, he hasn't gotten to that yet. Tibbs doesn't have confidence in him, and as and proof of concept is a phrase I like, you like, so whatever. <laughs> uh, I think this is. Uh, I think this is. I think this is a, is a is a. I think this is a brilliant trade. Yeah. Um. And and I'm pretty sure that you would have thought that I would have thought that. And two guys are going to suffer for this as far as uh, time goes. It's going to be Grimes, mm -hmm. and it's going to be Kemba. Yeah. Okay, Kemba is. I mean. Kemba right uh, reddish, and as far as this uh, positionless basketball stuff, that's nonsense. You go up against a guy two inches two inches taller than you, and 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 and, and six inches more reach, you see if you can shoot over him. Right. Uh, you know, okay. Grimes is six foot four. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay, which is a half inch taller than Quick is, and and quickly is is fine. Uh, Reddish is six eight, um, but he's a six eight. He's a six eight three. Okay, mm. that's mm -hmm. what we needed. That's what I wanted last night, and that's all we got. He's averaging. And look at his free throw percentage. You know, you realize if the Knicks would have shot. Like seventy-five, eighty percent, 
75% as a team over some of these games that they lost by just a few points, they'd be like three or four games over 500. Right, right. Okay. I don't think Burks is going anyway. Here's my point. Okay. Uh, Reddish shoots 90%. From the three point, yeah. uh, from the free, free throw, throw line. line, right, right, thirty eight percent this year from three. He's athletic. He had some injuries. Uh, Thibodeau will make him play defense. Uh, for now, he's going to run with the second unit, um, and uh, until until he's ready, and the, the Knicks are are you know may move Fournier, may not. Uh, I don't think they, they. I don't think they will. Um, I yeah. think the only guy to be moved uh, at this point is Campbell Walker. Campbell Walker, when you look at all the players around him, is like the guy. I mean, he's kind of like the kid at at the amusement park that's too short to go on a big roller coaster. Right. You know, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. You know, and, and so, so, so he's, he's, we don't, we're not using him now. Tibbs was not going to use him. And, and your question, Jay, was, um, are, are Leon Rose and Tibbs on the same page? I think this trade would not have happened if it wasn't for Tibbs saying, we need some rebounding here. We need some height because the biggest guy I got out there besides my center is six foot eight, you right. know, yeah. and, and you're not going to get rid of Obi. Obi's Obi's going to be the backup for now. And gotcha. then we'll see what the future brings because every basketball team three years down the road looks completely different than it does in the current situation. Absolutely. And, and I think uh, this is very good. I think it's good too. I, I'm like, I got to cut you off, man, but all good points. I'm going to reiterate the points, but making all a lot of good points and something I, I think I want to discuss with Ryan and the rest of the chat that, um, moving forward, man. You're okay. All right. Have a good one. Have a good one, yep. man. Shout out to my I mean, guy. Thank you, man. Shout out to my guys. Um, I think he brought up a good a good possibility or, or something that we need to think about that can help open certain things up, right? Because one of the things that Tom Thibodeau likes unequivocally, Ryan, we all know is height. Yeah. He loves height. He loves the fact that we can um we can switch. That's why he even likes Alec Burks at the at the one spot. Even though Alec Burks is not the prototypical point guard, if you even saw, you know, how he was playing certain teams, he likes to switch a lot of things. So yeah. Maybe the play is Kemba Walker since he maybe maybe you might try to move Kemba. I can see that happening too. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a combination. Maybe it's a combination of Kemba and Burks. So we so when we get Derrick Rose back, then we can give Cam Reddish some burn as well. Like that could be a play too. Um, it's it's a lot to think about, man. It's a lot to think about because it may it yeah. it is seems difficult. Not it's a lot. Not that the team is rolling. And there's a synergy happening, and there's there's some kind of consistency going on. It's kind of hard to predict what move we're going to make next because any move can turn us back into a bad situation. Um, so I'm curious to see what's going to happen next for sure. Yeah, um, it's definitely going to be interesting. Um, all I know is that 
I'm just basing it off of what I see from Thibs and the guys he likes and the guy he's and the guys he's more likely to play. And like I said, with Reddish, is Reddish a player that Thibs would like? Of course. Six eight defender, seven foot wingspan. Like I said, he could switch onto multiple guys and defend them on the perimeter. And that's a Thibs guy. But it's just that who is he sacrificing? That's my whole thing. Because Fournier, he's definitely not sacrificing Fournier. R.J. Barrett, he's definitely not sacrificing Barrett. And I understand what he's saying, you know, certain positions, you know, you have guys playing certain certain positions, but at the same time, I've seen Thibs play, I've seen Thibs coach the Knicks for nearly two seasons now. And Thibs uses a lot of these guys interchangeably at the yeah. 23. Yep. He does do that. Yep. So that's my whole point. It, with the with the wings with Thibs, Thibs doesn't really stick to a prototypical like okay, my three gotta be this certain size or my two gotta be this certain size. Thibs interchanges with the wings. Yep. That was my whole point. So if you so if you have Fournier on the wings, R.J. Barrett, Burke, Grimes, for Reddish to play, somebody has to be sacrificed. Somebody has to be sacrificed, man. And I, and like you said, it could be Kemba gone. It could be Burks gone. Like, we don't know. But somebody has to go if Ken Reddish is going to really get that playing time. That was my whole point. Yeah, that's the whole point. And like I, you already know my – clean the glass. Cam, Cam Reddish having a great year from three, 37% all, all together from three. Everything else is cold. This blue represents cold. Under league average for his position. Um, the, the the stronger this orange gets to, to like a hot like hot bright orange, the better it is. Shooting eighty three percent from the corner three, something that Tibbs likes. He likes to have his offense produce a lot of corner threes, so that's gonna be great for us. Um, but if you compare his offensive numbers to everybody else on the Knicks, including Alec Burks, like they outperform him on the offensive side. Alec Burks, ninety first percentile from non corner three, eighty fifth percentile from all three. Right, even gives you a little bit of mid range. Um, Evan Fournier, although he's been playing bad recently, you can already see all across the board. You don't have to look at the numbers, just look at the colors 75th percentile, all three, uh, non corner three, 72nd percentile, mid range is bitted. And you know, all together, offensively, about a more complete package today, today, than Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish. Gives you more potential on the defensive side of the ball. So you're going to be sacrificing some offense for defense no matter who we move. Um, I'm just wondering who's going to be moving first and when these moves are going to happen. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I, I can't wait to see it. Shout out to everybody who's rocking the KOT show. We got 423 people in the chat. Gunshots to you guys, man. If you're liking the breakdowns, you're loving the show, please hit that like button and also subscribe to the channel. We do post games as well. Next post game will be Saturday. We're going to have full crew, me, Ryan G, and my guard, I got Raw Hebrew Remnant. Um, we're going to be talking about the Knicks versus the Hawks, Cam Reddish versus Kevin Knox. We're going to break it down for you guys. We're going to talk about it um, right after the game. So definitely be here or be square. All right? Yes, sir. All right, all right. Next caller up i forgot who we got hey, we got jason up next what's going on man what's going on my man regular jason what's going on my guy I, I. i'm loving this i'm loving this trade man because you know when we always think about our young core like we always say we have a great young core and you know i love i love 
McBride. I love Grimes. I love IQ. But when we think of, like, upside, like, we always think of RJ. And maybe we thought of Obi, but I don't know. Obi's not really playing anymore. But the point <laughs> is, now with, with, with another guy who's 6'8", it's like, well, now we have another guy who has potential to, like, really right. be a game. Even if he's not, like, an all-star, just being a good wing at that size – it's really good. It's essential. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I love this trade because it's the upside. And he's only 22 years old. Like, yes, he's been inconsistent. He hasn't always played hard. He has a lot. He's not He's not the finished product. If he was, he wouldn't be. They wouldn't have traded him for one pick. Right. Yeah. But he's 22 years old. I mean, R.J. Barrett, we love him too. And he is not inconsistent either. Uh, he's a lot better than Cam Reddish. I'm not saying, I'm not in any way saying that they're close. But I'm just saying the point is, they're inconsistent. They get older, they get better, hopefully. Right. Yeah. I agree. Now, on to what the Knicks are going to do. I think I think the last call is right. I think Kemba's pretty much going to be gone. I, I don't think they're going to, like, I think when he comes back, like, they're going to try to hold him for another game or two. When he comes back, they'll put him in the starting lineup because they don't want the PR nightmare that they had last time. <laughs> right. But I think they're going to trade him. I think they're going to trade him as soon as they can. Um, and I think Burks is going to be the point guard. It's going to be the starting point guard. And Oof. I think until until Rose gets back, I think the the one player who I wouldn't be surprised is the Knicks move. It's the same guy I've been telling you they should move for the last week or two. I think they should. This makes it more likely they move Obi Toppin. It's a and go small in the, the, the unit because Cam Reddish is six eight. He's not a little guy. You put him in the second unit, and then let's say you stagger RJ or Burks minutes with him. You know, that's not a small second unit. Yeah, they're not. No one's like a traditional power forward, but do you really need a traditional power forward in today's NBA? Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. I, I feel like so I, think, I, I can definitely sorry. see Obi being moved. I'm not sure when, though. Like, if we said, if we said this, you said this before. I said this when I was on um, Knicks Fan TV. Like, I don't think. I think he has to move eventually. Not because he's not a good player. I feel like he's potentially be an excellent player in his league, but he just. He doesn't get the minute, so I I get what you're saying. Um, but again, no, I kind of agree with you though. I feel like he might be. He is a is a possibility. Him. It's a possible. It's possible. I think yeah. you have to move him now because like last year he was bad. This year he's been good, but he's not getting the minutes. His value is never gonna go up. Like it's it's higher than it was last year because he's actually good now. Like Cam Reddish, but it's not. It's never gonna go up. Like it's only gonna go down, especially if he's only playing ten minutes a night. And Tibbs seems really set now. Like early in the year. He was out playing Randall, so Tibbs would occasionally give him more minutes. Tibbs ain't doing that no more. Well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, we have our centers back. You know, we didn't have Noel playing. We had Mitchell who was um, injured a lot. So Tibbs was forced to go small ball sometimes and go with Randall and <laughs> with Randall and Obi. So now that we're healthier than we've been in all season, there's going to be a lot less opportunity for him to get any type of small ball minutes at all. Yeah, and I think it also helped. I think it also um hurts him the fact that Randall looks like he's starting to turn around now too. So if Randall turns around, then you can forget about it. Facts. Exactly, and also I don't think like I see a lot of people, and I, and I know Fritz was one of them. He, they're saying like, oh, we're gonna go after this guy, or we're gonna go after that guy. Like I don't think, I don't think the Knicks are gonna make a big trade the rest of this deadline. Like, I, I think the Knicks might, like, I think they might get rid of Kemba. They might move Obi, But they're not going to go out there and go get someone because I, I think the Knicks, like, they're still saving their, their future, a lot of their future assets for a big trade. Like, I don't think they're going to put the Dallas pick in a trade now. 
I think they want to wait for like a big trade in the summer or something, you know. And I also don't think that they're going to trade Burks or Fournier, not this deadline. Maybe in the offseason, but, like, they still want to make the playoffs. Yeah. And they're going to need those guys yeah. to make the playoffs. And Fournier's value is not super high. I think they're still trading Fournier. They're saving Fournier for salary for a big trade. I agree. I, yeah. I, I mean, it's possible, man. Like, it's possible. I can see it happening both ways, man. I, I know, like I said earlier, like, we want to make the playoffs. I, I think we absolutely do. We're a 500 team right now with a chance to go higher. I feel like the more I feel like the more we win, the less likely it is that we make that we move Fournier and Alec Burks before before deadline. Um, if we if we start to like go the other way, then I think that probability kind of rises that they they're moved before the deadline. But um. It, the trades are trades are going to happen, but it doesn't mean it's going to happen now. It, it could be in the summer too. Yeah, like, if it goes, like, like the thing that drives me crazy about fans on Twitter is that we want the future to be now. Like, yes, in the future, Burks and Fournier probably might not be on this team, but that might not be for like another year or two. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be now. Like, they don't have to just go out and move those guys out now. Like, I like you said, you mentioned they're all better than Cam Reddish right now. So like let's let's let Cam Reddish come in. I think I think uh, if they put when 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 Kemba comes back, I think he'll, Cam Reddish will take Grimes' spot temporarily until they move until they get rid of Kemba. Mm-hmm. And then if they if they move Obi, I don't know if they're gonna move Obi, but if they move Obi, then there's no issue. They got a ten man rotation right there. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and then in the summer or it, or at the next trade deadline, then maybe if if Reddish is who we think he's gonna be. Then they can move on from Burks, but they can't just move on from Burks just for the idea of what you think Reddish could be. Yeah, I, yeah, that is true. That's, yeah, true. that's true. That's true. That's that's definitely yeah, so true. I just, I think, like, there's a lot, a lot of there's a big difference between what they're going to do in a year from now versus what they're going to do right now, and a lot of fans are getting those things confused. Yeah, I think all valid points. I, I think all valid points too, man. Like we want to make the playoffs. Um, they Tom obviously loves Alec Burks, but he seems like our most viable trade asset. Um, so like I don't think it's gonna be a quick hook that say Alec Burks is is, is here to move unless it's like some big move. Where is it really gonna help us get better right now? Uh, but um, like yeah, uh, but do but you uh, see a big move like that out there? Yeah, I, no, don't. I don't. I don't see it right now. Yeah. The, the only reason, the only, the only reason I can see that really happen, like I said earlier, is if we just start tanking games before deadline crazy then maybe then maybe i can believe yeah, like, right, have you not seen the line how good we looked yesterday yeah so we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll see the thank you for your call man we got i think we got some other callers coming up thanks for having me thanks for having the show i was waiting for it i was i'm glad it had it yeah man yeah man yes sir i, I saw everybody was on twitter yeah. like y'all having a live show today right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like yeah yeah all right we gotta do it i called raw raw wasn't able to do it um because he had some plans prior to it. But I, I checked this live show out, too. He, he had some valid points. Raw, you know, Raw's going to be Raw. He had some good stuff. Good stuff to say. But me yes, and Ryan sir. G are here to hold it down. All right? Yo, another thing that's been popping up is, like, you've you been seeing this kind of Thanos Infinity Stone graphic <laughs> moving, moving around Nick's Twitter. And everybody is saying, we got one more stone to go. We going to do it. We're coming out, and we're going to get 
Zion from the Pelicans. It's an, it's, mm. it's, it's, it's it's on its way, and I think Raw said it on his live. People are saying saying it around Twitter, and I'm not gonna lie, Ryan. I I can what? I can see it happening. Not to say not to say it's gonna happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I can see it happening. The question is, do you want it to happen? Because that man needs a diet plan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, the, the link has always been there between Zion and the Knicks. Um, when Zion was in the draft, you know, clearly all Knicks fans wanted Zion. Like, it was crazy evidence. And Zion has definitely said some good things about the franchise and playing at MSG, et cetera, when he, when he was with the Pelicans and, you know, came to the Garden to play. So that link is go- that link is always going to be there. But here's the thing: when Zion is healthy, and when Zion is at a good weight, he's one of he's one of the best players. He's one of the best young players in the league, easily, bar easily, none, easily. But here's the issue: he's not healthy, and it, and I mean I I don't know what's really going on in New Orleans, but the last time I seen the last time I seen Zion. He he looked like he looked like he could be in the NFL. Nah, he looked like the marshmallow man. I ain't gonna hold you, bro. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't gonna lie about that. So Zion is it a very intriguing prospect? Of course, because like I said, when he's healthy, when he's good weight, he's a beast. But the thing is, can he get back to being healthy, and can he actually maintain his weight? That's the that's the problem. So at the moment. I still need to see a little bit more. Like, right. I need, I need, I need to see him back healthy, and, and if he can maintain a good weight, and see how he plays, and then if he can maintain that, then yeah, go go after Zion. But if my man gonna be loose with the weight and and not be healthy, that's not worth it. Yeah, he gotta prove himself for sure. Him and Mitch can't hang out. All right, that's the rule number one. <laughs> Zion and Mitch cannot hang out together. We do not need both of those guys picking up bad weight habits. <laughs> right? They are not. They're only allowed to play together, see each other during the game and during practice. That's it. Y'all not going to Denny together. None of that. All right. Exactly. <laughs> that's a fact. But as you said, man, John is one of the best prospects. In the world, he just needs to get his weight together. I think he shot some obscene. He would average like twenty-seven points a game as a rookie with with, mm. with hardly a jump shot. So, man, if that happens, I would love for that to happen with asterisks. Yeah, he got to have his weight together for sure. Yeah, to have his weight yeah. together. He has to conquer that before I make any type of moves to get him here for sure, for sure. But I can definitely see the interest he has when he talk the. The glow he has when he talks about New York, it's you can see that he loves us. You can see. So I can definitely see it happening. That's one of those things. Usually I'm really pessimistic about all stars coming here. I'm usually I'm like, that's not ha- Ooh, that, that's not gonna happen. But but I can actually see that happening. For real. Um next yeah, most definitely. next caller up to talk about the Knicks fleecing <laughs> of Cam Reddish. I'm 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 dragging it right now. Uh let us know. I don't know. I don't know who's next, but let us know what your name is, where you're from, and what do you want to talk about? Hey, what's up, Jay Ellis? What's up, Ryan G? It's a big Reaper. Thank you guys for taking my call. All right, shout yeah, out to Reaper. I mean, it was. Uh, thank you, thank you. Um, I was actually surprised they were able to pull it off. You know, I, I agree with you. I think you know, um, this is what Cam Reddish was worth, unfortunately, because of. Um, I mean, he, he had, he's had an up-and-down season. He's very inconsistent. Right. 
And uh, if he's inconsistent, then you got to wait and see, like, is he actually going to be able to right. do well? I'm sorry, guys. Is he actually going to do well? Like, you know, can he even, like, get, you know, playing time on the Tibbs? And like you said, like, with a lot of the players they have now, uh, the way Tibbs – what Tibbs just like consistent plays. He likes consistency on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. Mostly on the defensive end first, and then, like, you know – uh, you got to prove to him that you know you you're a solid offensive player. You have something to contribute on the offensive end. Right. So it's gonna. I still think it's gonna be tough for him to get minutes here. Um, and you know, I, I kind of think it's different than uh, Obi Toppin in terms of value because, I mean, if you look at our uh, as far as the efficiency on the team, the PER. I mean, we only have three people that are above league average on our team. That's Mitchell Robinson, Obi Toppin, and Derrick Rose. Everybody else is way below league average when it comes to, like, uh, efficiency and PER. Good point. So, I mean, you know, so it's um, – so I think Obi is going to be – I think Obi, you know, I think it's going to be – it is going to be tough to get, like, fair value for him. And I do think he's going to be a really good player. And so that's why I'm hoping – I am hoping the Knicks are a little patient with it and not, like, trade him this year. Right. Uh, because, honestly, you know – um, I was big. I was a big uh, uh, Randall fan last year, and even like you know, gave him a, sh- uh, a lot of chance uh, this year. But after like game thirty, I was like, you know what, you know, he needs to prove it to me. And so um, he definitely well, he needs to prove it to the rest of the fans too, and, and to himself. And um, although he, you know, he made some good plays the last couple of games, I mean, he's still having a lot of turnovers. Number one. And are you really paying someone $30 million a year to shoot 40% from the field? Right. So you got to ask yourself that. Right. So, and so honestly, and also everyone is saying like, oh, you know, it's, uh, you know, he, I hope he figures it out. Uh, however, you know, they're, when it comes to playoff time, nope, they're not going to double team him. They're just going to put the best defender they have on uh, Julius Randle. And they're going to basically say, okay, beat this guy one-on-one. And they're going to try to basically make, make you know, uh, everyone else in the next, you know, beat us or whatever. They, so I think they're going to play Julius Randle straight up in, in the playoffs. And so hopefully his efficiency goes up. I'm, I'm saying all that because I just really think they should try to be a little more patient and not to trade Obi Toppin right away because, like, you know, he's got – because the relationship with Tiz is just so – that well, we – we can tell it's not in a good place right now. You know, you can right, you can yeah. Kind of he, he, doesn't even really want to play him. Yeah, he looks kind yeah. of defeated yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, all good yeah. points, man. But good. I think, so, yeah, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you guys for taking my call. All right, have a good night. All right, I mean you too, man. Thanks. Right. Shout out to Reaper, man. Who kind of he's he's like hold up, Jay Ellis. Ob Toppin, because I compared if you was if you just got here, I compared Ob Toppin situation to Cam Reddish, and. People were saying, "Oh, we we fleece the we fleece the Hawks, we fleece the Hawks." And I, and yes, Cam Reddish has potential, but he has he's not a proven concept yet. He's yeah. he's shown games where he he gave you thirty points. He's flashed defense, but he's not he's not uh, consistent offensively like the guys we have on this team. Although his ceiling is higher, he has to he has the potential to be better than guys on his team, especially on the defensive end. But he's shown flashes, which is why I'm saying I don't think we really super fleeced it. I think we got kind of fair value. And it was a good move. It was a good move for us because Kevin Knox wasn't going to be here next season. We traded um, a heavily protected Charlotte pick 
who can be protected into 2025, Ryan, depending <laughs> on depending on how the Charlotte develops, that pick can be can be protected until 2025, and at that point in 2025, that first round pick can be can turn into two second rounders instead of a first. And on top of that, you know, we we so all good news for us. All good news for us. And you know what? We got Solomon Hill here as well. But Solomon Hill, he's been injured. That's kind of like a little bit of a cap a cap dump on their part. They save a little bit of money. And in return for them saving some money, we get a second round pick who belongs to the Brooklyn Nets. So, you know, all in all, pretty good move. Even with yeah, the question man. marks. Go ahead. Yeah, because at the end of the day, when you look at it, Cam Reddish for Kevin Knox. At this point in their careers, you would think you would say Kev, you would say Cam Reddish is better than Knox. Right. So from that from so from that standpoint, the Knicks did upgrade. But my thing is with Solomon Hill here, because I don't know if the Knicks are going to keep him or if they're going to buy him out or whatever the case. He's may gone. Be. He's gone. He's, yeah, he's... yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Because, but I want to. What I want to know is when Noel and Solomon Hill see each other, how's that going to go? Cause I don't know if you remember in the playoffs last year they had they had a little um oh, a little beef. They did have a little <laughs> bit of beef when he was walking by half beef. court. You right? Yeah. Well, yeah. When Noah bumped on Trey Young and then Solomon Hill went up in his face. I want to know. I want to know how that meeting is gonna go if they ever get a chance to like actually interact with each other. Yeah, I want to see that practice. That practice. I mean, they, they, you got to score up one good time, right? Just in practice. Word, close word. the doors. Close the doors. Don't turn the papers. Score up. And then you don't exactly. get, to get to work the next day. That's, that's, that's it. But I don't think he's going to be even be here like that because he's injured and he's a free agent next season. That was more like a salary dumps because the Atlanta Hawks are in a little bit of salary trouble and they want to save some money. So yeah, um, I don't even think he's going to be really be here like that with us. He's going to be gone next season. Um, oh, he's yeah. injured for the year. I, I knew he was injured, but I didn't know it was for the year. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, so yeah. That explains it right there. Yeah, exactly. So that was a salary dump kind of throw-in situation. We got five calls in the queue, so let's get through it. Five hundred and forty. Two people in the chat. If this is your first time listening to the show, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. Well, we do post games after every game, and you can call in. You can already see the number to call in right under there, right under the graphics. 319-527-6241 to call in. Super chats are also up and helps keep the, the lights on. It helps pay for the phones and everything that's that um, you know, that goes on with the KOT show. All right. Next caller up. Let us know what your name is and where you're from and what do you want to talk about. Yo, 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 yo. How y'all boys doing tonight? It's your boy JR from Florida. What's going on, JR from Florida? I know you happy. Me. I know you happy. Evan Fournier is playing well. I already know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, I just uh, I wanted to. Um, you guys pretty much hit on all the main points um, on this move. But I just wanted to drop a little bit of inside information. Like, I'm not too far from Tampa. Uh, like, uh, I'm pretty sure you guys know, like, like Kevin was from like from like Tampa area before oh, he went to right. Kentucky or whatever. You're right, you're right. And one of my and one of my boys does Uber in that area and he, he swore to me he picked up somebody who knew Kevin Knox and that guy told him that Kevin Knox was an was an anti Knicks fan. Like like he, he did not like the Knicks. Before we drafted him, like before he went to Kentucky, supposedly he was one of those people that always passed on us all the time. Oh so, really? Oh, really? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, just to put things in perspective, man, like um, you got, like you guys said, Cam Reddish, his upside is crazy. I mean, he's six eight with a touch. I mean, yeah. he has potential for days. But like you guys already hit, 
He's not. He's not better than Fonia. He's not better than 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 Burks. You can't deal Burks and expect him to even pull that production up. I mean, he's just not touching forty percent field goal for the first time, and they flipped him immediately once he did. So, like, he's a concept. If he pops, he pops. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Go have a six eight. You know, and 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 also, obviously, you know, it helps with the whole Zion thing, and it's it's a good idea. I mean, at worst case scenario, you have somebody taking Kevin Knox's spot that can contribute more than Kevin Knox any day of the week. Right. Cause and it doesn't hurt is. you. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And you kick the can down the road. You don't got to pay this guy until the end of next year if you even want to keep him. And he might help you get Zion. And, like, I'm convinced. Like, I don't know if you guys watch baseball. Like, when, when Garrett Cole, you know, you know who that is? Like, like when he finished yeah, pitching the yeah, but when he was in Houston on the last playoff game, he immediately took off his Houston hat and put on the Scott Boris, his agency hat. And, like, Zion's in, 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 in Portland because of Nike. I, I swear, he's more affiliated with Nike than he is with New Orleans right now. I believe I'm you. Not buying, <laughs> yeah, I'm not buying any of this about him being overweight because he can't lay off the fried chicken. I really don't think he. <laughs> I don't think he wants to be in New Orleans. You know, I know it's a popular take, but I really do believe that he just he wanted to be in New York, and like he's gonna be like you know how in football these guys are calling their shots. Like Trevor Lawrence didn't want to be a Jet, so he just he makes it known. The NBA is not quite there yet, where these players are telling like saying where they want to go. But Zion, is, he's so paid, man. He was so paid before he even joined the NBA. You know what I'm saying? He's making so much money on endorsements without even the New Orleans Pelicans check on it. So, like, he, he doesn't care about the Pelicans. He wants to come to New York. There's a very good chance we're going to get him. And we're not going to get the fat Zion. We're going to get a motivated, nasty physique Zion. He might not have a jump shot, but even without a jump shot, he's nasty. Yeah, we know man. it. Yeah, l- you know listen. If, if, as long as we get a, a spot-up shooting center somewhere down the road, I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool. I'm cool. If we... Scion and shooters. It's the, it's the it's the LeBron mode, man. It works every time. Exactly. All, 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 all I all I need is a healthy, good weight Zion, and I'm straight. Exactly. I'm good. Exactly. Not to mention, y'all. I feel like if we had Zion in this team, even with Cam, I'm expecting RJ to be on one. Like yeah. this, the move, the timing of this move is beautiful. RJ is now getting into his stride. Now you're getting his boy. Yeah. You know. RJ finna keep this going. I feel like he like like we're gonna see what we saw yesterday way more often than we have. But one last point, y'all, and like um Ryan G touched on this, but like I'm really concerned about about Quentin Grimes. Like I feel like he's the he's the obvious person to take a hit here. Yeah. For for sure. um for for Cam. And like I hate to see that because fact is, even though Cam is six eight, he has better wing sign or whatever, he's not a better defender than, than than um the Quentin Grimes right now, or a better shooter, frankly. Nah, he's not a better. Uh, he ain't a better shooter than me. So right now, uh, I mean, I mean, let's just remember we gave up Kevin Knox and we got something for him. So. Exactly, so that's yeah. a win. That's a win. That's a win every time. We got something for Kevin Knox. I know, I know y'all boys got a lot of calls, so I'm gonna let y'all boys rock. But y'all already know I'm over here rocking with y'all boys, man. Y'all boys stay up. Make sure y'all hit them likes. If you're watching these videos, you're going to hear every night, win, bad, loss, no matter what, they're always here giving us that next talk. Absolutely. So let's just show we, we hit the likes. 
And yeah, man, y'all have a good night, man. Have What's a good up? night, man. Salute, salute to I'm my, you too, man. Salute to my guy. It comes with the energy and facts and all that stuff. I'm not going to even talk long because I know you got to call us. But yeah. um, shout first and foremost, first put some respect on his name. Shout out to JT Riddick because a 999 Super Chat. He says, yeah, salute to the chat. Make sure you hit them likes and subscribe. Shout out to my guy, JT. JT, I might need you to like train me, you know, on some weightlifting tip. I follow JT. Word, me too. Yeah, I might need to hit you in the summer so I could turn into. Yeah, man, he, he be in the gym. Right, exactly. I'm going to eat better than Mitch, but like I can have pre-Mitch before he lost the weight. You know what I'm saying? Word, word, word. <laughs> All right, but on, <laughs> on the Grimes sip, the Grimes versus Cam thing. Grimes today, I feel like, is more consistent within his effort and his rotations on the defensive end. Um, Even, you know, he, he Cam Reddish, though, because Cam Reddish has a seven foot wingspan and is six eight, um, when Cam Reddish locks in, he has the potential to be better than Grimes, and he has shown that. Like we said before, the playoffs were with him versus Middleton. He blocked Middleton's shot. He gave Middleton hell. Middleton cooked Grimes when we played him this season. Grimes versus Middleton, but you know, Grimes is six four. Yeah. So that's to be expected. So when we have these matchups with these really long, really long wing players. Um, where Grimes can't keep up with that's that's the advantage that Cam Reddish has and Cam Reddish like even though there's more consistency with Grimes right now, Cam Reddish when locked in can be a better on ball defender for sure than Grimes than than Grimes can, for sure. Yeah, most definitely. And I'm just gonna throw in something right quick because I know we got bad calls. Yeah, and that's the only thing that you know that's one of the things that I didn't like about the trade just for the simple fact that I you know. Grimes is growing. Like, I want to see Grimes continue to get that playing time and continue to grow. But when you bring in somebody else on the wing, it's like, damn. Yeah. You know, is Grimes', is Grimes minutes going to go away or, you know, what's going to happen? So I'm hoping that Grimes still gets his minutes, but it, it, it's, it's going to be tough. To, it's going to be a tough proposition. It's going to be tough to see what, you know, Thibs does with Cam and how that whole situation is going to work with Grimes. He said, I love Grimes, but Cam balled in the Eastern Conference Finals. Stop. Yo, yo. Of course, could he balled in the Eastern Conference Finals? But what happened after the finals? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? He had a he he started off with a really good seven game stretch, um, to start off the season. Then after that, he cooled off in November, and he was shooting erratically. And then if you watching what if you're watching what Atlanta Hawks fans are saying, they're they're both praising his defense because he's the best defender on the team, but they're also saying he's not consistent all the time. You know what I'm saying? So um, this is not a this is not a hate thing. This is not it's I like this is a real thing. I like Cam Reddish's potential. It's still a great move by the Knicks. It's not he's not a perfect player yet, but he has a lot of potential to be a, a really good player for this Knicks if he if things pop for us, man. There's a lot. There's a lot for him to to, to do to get to that level. But is there a chance he can get there? Absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, people act like as if we just got some guy who's averaging like 18 a game and is constantly like stopping the best the best offensive player on every on every night like that's not the case he's he's inconsistent at the moment Grimes is at least giving Grimes is at least giving us something consistent every game at the moment yeah so it's I, like yeah exactly I'm sorry Still a good move. It's still a good move at the end of the day. At the good, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not. We're not saying it's a bad <laughs> move. We're just speaking facts at the moment. That's a fact. Next caller up is Jose. Jose, let us know what you, what you want to talk about, sir. Where you from? Hey, hey, how you doing? Uh, I'm from Tampa, Florida. 
Um, yeah, um, I'm really excited about the trade. I'm really happy uh, we got Cam Reddish. I kind of last sounded for a while that like it was gonna happen, but like as usual, you know, uh, I mean, us fans, I think we were expecting to get fleeced, and instead, you know, we we made out good. Yeah. Uh, we didn't really flee Atlanta that bad, you know, like people are going a little overboard, but, you know, for what their leverage about, you know, I think we got, we got a good, we, we got, we came up top, you know, we, we got the best player, but they, you know, they got, a, a, they got some, some assets back. So, but um, what I wanted to talk about uh, with Cam Reddish is um, I was hoping that, Somehow, I've been hoping, uh, even before the Reddish, that we could go Obi and Randall together in a lineup. And now that we got Cam Reddish, if you stick him in the at the small forward, you got length there. You don't have mm-hmm. uh, rim protector, but you got more length. And that, to me, that that excites me. I don't know what you guys think about that. That's kind of what I wanted to to bring up. And also, one one more thing. Mm-hmm. With Grimes, I love Grimes. You know, he comes into the game, and those arms are are, are flapping around the way that uh, <laughs> uh, Reggie Bullock used to do it. Right, he's just yeah. a pest. Absolutely. So he's a really exciting young man, but he's a rookie. I think, you know, his minutes will be reduced, but that's nothing really that that I think is very worrisome because, you know, I'm thinking after this season, one more season, we're going to be seeing that Burks will be expiring. Uh, some of these other, and some of these older guys will be like face, being phased out. And I think Grimes has a future. He will get his minutes here and there. There will be, there will be injuries and stuff. We got that. So, you know, it's all good. Uh, what do you think about, you know, a small lineup with the way I described um yo thanks thank yo thank you for the call man um all good points um what i think about the small lineup is this um this fan base wanted a small lineup a long time ago especially because you know we all wanted to see ob top and get more minutes right now he's only getting 10 minutes a game and we all want to see it especially when we have these stretch five centers but um unfortunately tom has to want it as well and not just the fans so as much as we want to see the small lineup with RJ, with um, Randall and Obi together, Tom doesn't want to see it. And I don't think we're going to see it now that we have Mitchell Robinson and Nerlens Noel healthy. Because the only time we ate, we even sniffed that small lineup is when we was having injury problems with Mitchell Robinson and Nerlens Noel. But um, yeah. I do like the prospect of Cam Reddish at the three and having the length to defend um, these elite wing players. I think ultimately especially certain matches where I feel like he's going to be motivated, I feel like he can be a real plus for us when we guarding guys like Middleton or even longer guys like Durant sometimes. Um, he might give us a chance to slow these guys down more than we could have with RJ, who's a, being a good defender and flash some good defense, but, you know, doesn't have the, the athletic tools to deal with those guys. And even um, our guy Grimes, who's a really astute defender, a really good team defender, but you know he's he's six four and he's gonna struggle against these taller wings. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. And just to like chip in right quick, um, I think if you do have a lineup of or at least a front court where you have Obi at his best, Randall and Cam at his best, mm-hmm. I think that would be I think that would be a very very good lineup with those three guys in the front court. 
as long as, you know, Obi's playing at his best and Cam is playing at his best and then Randall's playing his usual self, that would that would be a very good lineup, but I can't see Thibs ever doing that. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's a dream. It's a dream. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, salute to you, man. Thank you for the call. I'm not sure if you're still on, but thank you for the call. All right. Next caller up. Let us know. Um, I got we got Darcy. Let us know what you want to talk about and where you're from, Darcy. Hey, what's going on, boss? Appreciate you having me on. Right, uh, right. I wanted to talk about the uh Cam Reddish uh trade and, and kind of just the future forecast of um, you know, the avenues that the Knicks can take uh to continue to build the team. Um, you know, I thought Cam Reddish was a great pickup. Um, one thing I noticed about him is that he's gotten he's putting on a lot of muscle um since being at Duke yeah. and he's also yeah. playing more confidently. Um, on the court, you can see he just has a different level of intensity um, and aggressiveness in his approach on the offense and uh, defense, too. Um, I think, you know, some questions of him was his motor um, when he was coming out of Duke, and that's why he ended up really dropping down the 10th mm-hmm. um, so that Atlanta was able to pick him up. And so I think now um, he's kind of coming to coming into his own understanding, hey, like, I need to play for my next contract. And, and essentially, that's what he's doing right now. Well, said that he wanted the opportunity um, to, one, be able to really get more minutes and to also earn his next contract. Um, and I think the Knicks, they're in a, a sweet position of where they have a year and a half to really evaluate him right. um, and determine, you know, if, whether you want to pay him long term. Um, so I think there's kind of a mix of uh, different avenues that the Knicks can take coming up before the trade deadline, right? Um, you know, to me, the future forecast would be um, the Knicks obviously made this move with the intent of potentially being able to woo uh, Zion Williamson to requesting a trade to come to the Knicks. So I feel like um, the future forecast of that would be RJ at the at the two, mm-hmm. uh, Reddish at the three, and Zion at the four, and then you get Randall out of here um, and, and probably bring in another young guard or a veteran guard that can help you know, set the offense um, and be that floor general that the Knicks would need to make it work between those three. Um, but I think also you have to consider, okay, what, what moves will we have to make to get rid of Fournier now because you need to move RJ uh, to the two. So I think Fournier, uh, this is his first season on the Knicks. You know, if this was next season where you were trying to trade him, a team might be willing to take on his contract because it would only be two years left on the deal. Right. Um, but I think you have a pretty good amount of time. And he's not a, he's not a scraps type of player that you just throw away you know, at the end of the day. But I think if you attach him, uh, you know, maybe sit from the OKC or something like that and attach a first-round pick or something like that if you need to. But you can't bring back – would you really be looking to bring back talent um, if you're trying to create position for Cam Reddish to get more minutes? Right. Um, I don't think you want to uh, cut Grimes and McBride's minutes because we can't risk not seeing what we have in them because um, the Knicks really, really have good rights, uh, draft rights to players. Um, and so we need to we need to see what we have in the talent that we drafted. So I'm not in favor of cutting their minutes. I'm in favor of getting rid of some of yeah. these veterans, right? And I think all of that is going to be predicated on how well Cam Reddish plays, though, right? Yep. And, and what Thibs sees in him. Um, but I also question Thibs' um, develop his developmental perspective because I just don't I don't think he really gives. Um, I think he doesn't maximize his rookies and his young guys on his teams unless they're playing exceptional you know, uh, or if that's all he has to work with on his roster. But because we have so many veterans right now, you know, I just don't trust that he's going to make the right decisions and really giving these guys minutes to see what we can get out of them because, you know, there's pressure to win, you know, which is to me the most important thing. But I think there's just a lot of avenues right now that the Knicks can take. Yeah. 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 
You explained them all perfectly, man. Pretty much we've been saying all show, but you said you, you broke it down in a nice little five minute package, man. Pre- really, really good breakdown. Appreciate you yeah, calling in for sure. Yeah, I enjoyed this call. It was a really good call. Facts. <laughs> hey, now I appreciate that, man. Let me let me ask y'all a question. Um, because this is a constant debate, and this is a little off topic from Cam Reddish. But do you think I mean Mitchell Robinson is another player that's coming up that the Knicks will have to make a decision on? Um, I'm all in favor of paying Mitch. Uh, Mitch was a projected top 10 pick. He fell to the second round due to him not um, playing in college and making a decision to just focus on, you know, going in the draft. Mitch, to me, a player coming out of high school, he was a center who could put the ball on the floor when he was a focal point of the offense, at least. And I think a lot of Knicks fans lose sight of that because Mitch really doesn't get touches now. Most of his points that he scores is off of offensive rebounds or, or, you know, a lot. But I think we're not really maximizing the opportunity to really – um, use Mitch and grow him into being a stretch five. Um, I, I've had constant debates with Knicks fans who try to tell me um, that it's because he, he doesn't have it in his bag. And I'm like, I don't think that's the case. I think the Knicks just limit him to being that defensive uh, general but and in, in, in really not maximizing his game. You know, Mitch has good hand and eye coordination. You throw it up in the air, he's catching it. So I think, you know, and then he's also a, a mobile seven-footer. So I think there's an opportunity to really grow his game that we're not maximizing. And I feel like the Knicks are doing that because you don't want to have to pay him that much because the league just as a whole is not really paying big, uh, big contracts. So, you know, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Oh, man. All right, cool. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break it down. I- Definitely listen. If you listen to this program for a while, because some of y'all know a lot of you guys are new, because it's a lot of mad, it's mad people in the chat. Shout out to everybody in the chat. If it's your first time listening, please hit that like button, subscribe button. But if it's your first time here, Ryan, we've joked about uh, Sham God Mitch for years with the handle. <laughs> <laughs> we joked about him, Mitch with the three. And I've cooled down on that a lot because um, we talk about indicators sometimes on the show indicators are, are you know what do you see that's happening on the floor that can translate into good three-point shooting usually what happens first is the free throw percentage gets to a certain point and once you start to see the free throw percentage is um is up at a certain point then you go okay that can translate into your three-point percentage because the hitting the free throws prove that you can you have a rhythm you have a consistent uh flow to your shot and when you can do it standing still with no nobody on you at like you know 75 percent or higher then you can attend, uh, potentially hit the three mitch hasn't shown that he can do that so far even though you flashed it on television i mean i flashed it on video so i've cooled off on that and i think the knicks cooled off on it too i feel like they were trying to get into a certain point offensively and then expand this game out because i feel like tom thibodeau kind of alluded to oh we're going to see some more of that we're going to see some more of mitch doing this but he but I think I don't know what happened, but I feel like he didn't hit certain benchmarks in practice, and that's why he never busted out in the game. That's what I think personally. Okay, so let me ask you a follow up question into that, right? So I, I hear a lot of Knicks fans make the argument that R.J. Barrett in himself hasn't gotten enough touches um, in the offense, uh, and and him and Randall haven't learned how to work together in conjunction with Fournier and uh, Kimball. So, and I feel like this has been an issue for the Knicks for a while because we haven't had a true floor general. So, with that being the case, I feel like you really wouldn't have the opportunity to expand Mitch's game and see what he can do in the game because there's still not enough touches to go around as is. Right. Yeah, that's true. What do you think about that? Um, You want to say something, Ryan? 
No, I was saying um, that's most definitely true because with the way the lineup is at the moment with Kemba and Fournier and RJ and Randall, there's only so much. There's like all. There's only there's so much the ball like. There's only one basketball. All those guys. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. We have one basketball. Everybody, you know, needs touches and you and all these guys are perimeter players as it is. So it's like, you know, to to really incorporate Mitch as a stretch five, like. You know, it doesn't really make sense when you have Randall, Fournier, Kemba, and RJ on the court. So I think I feel like that's also a reason why the Knicks probably would just, you know, resort him to like being in the paint mm-hmm. and grabbing rebounds and finishing lobs and things like that. Because the Knicks already have four guys within that starting lineup that are perimeter oriented. Yeah, yo, here's exactly. my exactly, and they need to score. Yeah, they need to score. And here's my you thing know? too. Here's my you thing. You don't want to pay. You don't want to pay your five. No. You don't want to pay him a lot of money. Yeah. yeah, we don't, we don't, it, it, we don't, we don't. All good points, all good points. Um, and here's my thing too, and uh, yo, salute to you because we gotta get the next caller. But definitely call back, man. Definitely enjoyed your call. Um, here's my thing. Like I said this before yesterday after the show, I feel like you know Derek Rose is the guy who unlocked Obi Toppin, and most recently IQ is doing that as well. I feel like RJ and Mitch has has always had a chemistry. And we started to see it last year. And the thing that I like about what's going on with RJ right now and with him getting more touches and more time and more plays to run the offense, I feel like his emergence as a ball handler, as a guy who's running pink and roll, is unlocking Mitch even more because I feel like he's getting more opportunities to kind of catch the ball and dunk it and not just kind of, you know, wait for his opportunities to get offensive rebounds. Like So he's hit, he hit 20 points, 19 points. 20, uh, 10 rebounds yesterday. And I, th- I think a lot of that has to do with RJ looking for him. And even Evan Fournier and Randall starting to do a little bit more. So, uh, RJ, I feel like RJ is a, is a nice little cog that can unlock Mitch's offensive potential when it comes to getting his lobs. Shot 90% yesterday. And uh, I think we need to utilize that a lot more moving forward. And, um, and it was, it was, you know what? I'll, I'll give Kemba some props, too, because when Kemba was on the rampage, he was him and, and Mitch was – we're starting to get some synergy too with the law play. So shout out to Kemba. All right. Um, next caller up. We got my man Ari. What's going on, Ari? Let us know what you want to talk about, sir. Yeah, what up, JS? What up, Ryan? What's going on? What's going hey, on? Man, man? Not much, man. So uh I'm somewhere in between you guys and like the rest of Nick's Twitter or whatever. Like I don't I wouldn't say we necessarily, like, fleeced him, like, stole him, but I'm definitely higher on the trade than it sounds like you guys are, even though I know you guys are still like the trade. So the way I, the way I look at it is, you know, you, got, you picked up a distressed asset, right? Mm-hmm. The way I look at it is, like, cause I, I do real estate, right? So I pick up, like, distressed properties and stuff like that, and I flip them, right? Mm-hmm. But the Hawks overpaid – all their players, Bogey, Trey Young, they paid DeAndre uh, Hunter, they paid Colin, like they paid all their players. And what ended up happening is that Cam Reddish, with his injury history, his inconsistent play, and the fact that they have no cap space, he became a distressed asset, right? Facts. And from the Knicks, pers- from and from the NBA perspective, who is go- what? Like the Hawks wanted to trade Cam Reddish, not for talents, not for any players just to dump his salary because they weren't going to pay him and to pick up a draft pick, right? Facts. So then you think of it like this. They only wanted draft picks. Okay. 
So then you look at it like this. What teams are willing to part with draft picks, right? Mm -hmm. All the contending teams in the league, right, like the Lakers, Clippers, all the people that would pick up someone like Cam Reddish to make a run, right, don't have the draft picks to give for Cam Reddish because they're all gone. They use them all, right? Mm -hmm. And all the teams yeah. that do have all the teams that do have draft picks, like OKC, are not going to want to trade their draft pick capital to pay Cam Reddish big money in a year from now, right? Facts. So it made sense. The Knicks are in a situation where they're half rebuilding, they're half you know trying to stay relevant, and they have more draft picks than they, than they need. They have all their draft picks plus some. Thanks. So it made perfect sense for both teams. Now, here's the thing. I love the Reddish trade from a Knicks perspective because at the end of the day, the Knicks need to add talent. This team needs talent, all right? We need to add blue chip talent, all right? Mm -hmm. And the wing position is a need. And then the wing position is a need for us. So I like the trade. And I think, you know, giving up the worst draft pick, we have the top 18 protected. Kevin Knox not playing anyway. It right. makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. But here, here's what I say. And I, I love the deal. I love the deal. But here's what I will say. This is the, the reason why Atlanta sold Cam Reddish for peanuts is because they were spending reckless money on people, right? Exactly. They didn't have the money to afford it. Mm -hmm. The Knicks next year, after the end of next year, the Knicks are going to have to pay R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish. Yep. And, they might have to, and they're probably going to have to pay Mitchell Robinson this year. You cannot pay Mitchell Robinson, Cam Reddish, R.J. Barrett, Evan Fournier, and Julius Randle big money. Nope. It's impossible. It's, just not, it's, not, it's not a cap thing. You can't do it. Which makes me lead to the next point. The Knicks, obviously, this is a part A to a part B and C move, okay? Yep. You're not yeah. trading a first-round pick. You're not trading a first-round pick for him not to be part of the future. And you know that R.J. Barrett is a big part of the Knicks' future. So you know Leon Rose is thinking, I'm trying to pay R.J. and Cam. This is my future. Which means that Evan Fournier or Julius Randle, at the minimum, one of them has to go, man. And, like, listen, you know, you know that you guys know my take on Randall, and you guys, you know, <laughs> know my take on you guys know my take on Fournier. All right, you know I would trade them, but here's the other thing: like, again, there's only one ball, right? There's only one ball, and you know R.J. Barrett is like just coming on to his own right now. He's like blowing up, but he's playing good basketball. You know, you're gonna throw another guy who kind of needs the ball into the mix. It's 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 a risk. Him, Randall. Cam Reddish, the fit, I don't want it to hold anything back. So we need to get rid of some of these pieces. Yep. In my opinion, Alec Burks is gone at the deadline. Trade him for whatever. Get a part pick, first round pick, just to open up space. All right. Mm -hmm. And you know, you you gotta you gotta move. You gotta move either Randall or Fournier by the end of next year. You don't have to necessarily do it this year, but you can't pay all these five guys that big money. I agree. So with all you're you. gonna end up being is a is a three seed or four seater. Five seed or six seed never go anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what's the end game? What's the end game, man? And um, you know, I think it's still a good trade, high upside. It may work out, but you never like it, it doesn't make as much sense unless they have another plan B to move another bigger contract. Like Cam Reddish and RJ need the ball in their hands to be effective. So does Derek Rose. Kemba is not even here. All these guys need the ball, man. You're trying to fit a team together. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. who are we gonna move? How are we going to move them? And, you know, that's my question to you. What, what, what are you guys what's – your, what's your plan B? We got, the, we got the plan A, and it's a good move. What's the plan B? Because my plan B is trading Randall 
for whatever or trading Fournier for whatever. I'd rather trade Fournier first, but I would trade both of them personally. But um, thank you for taking my call, and uh, be interested to hear what you think. I absolutely yeah, shout, man. Thank you. Thank shout, you. Shout out to Ari for that breakdown. And um, we kind of touched on it uh, in the first half hour, hour or so. Um, but definitely can reiterate again. And um, here's the thing. We, absolutely, there's another move coming for all the reasons that you just stated. There's a lot of money. The Knicks right now are like over the cap, right? Yeah. But there's, there's, a, there's a few things that kind of stand out to me. One of the things is who wasn't traded. Because... Yes, we got Cam Reddish, but if you saw the reports that Ian reported, Ian also said that um, the Hawks wanted Grimes instead of instead of Kevin Knox. And if we traded Grimes instead of Kevin Knox, that would have been I, I would have I would have felt completely different about this trade, completely different. And and here's why: Grimes to me is the Evan Fournier kind of replacement. Right, so I know at a certain point, like 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 Ari said, we're gonna have to get rid of some of this money, and I, we we said in the beginning of the program, it's probably gonna be Evan Fournier, Alec Burks, um, but um, if we move Evan Fournier and he keeps playing the way he is right now, but then Grimes starts to come on, then we can comfortably move Evan Fournier. We can comfortably move Evan Fournier, and. Still not miss a beat and have Grimes here and still have some cap wiggle room to do certain things. I just don't, you know, but it, it's it's just gonna be rough to me. I want I, Grimes just needs to play, man. Grimes just needs to play. Grimes just needs to play. Like it might it might be better worth it to to have Cam play spot minutes this season and get more minutes next season just so we can see what we have in Grimes so we can move up in Fournier and free up money that way and still be able to have Grimes and Cam Reddish. Now that I'm th talking out loud and thinking about this as we're talking to you guys. Um, so that's what I'm hoping happens that Evan Fournier gets moved because that's 17 million. And then I still, I still kind of like Alec Burks here, but if Alec Burks has to move, um, it would suck, but um, he's the less expensive piece, and he's the more kind of Swiss Army life. But I probably would look to move. Personally, I would look to move Fournier first. And if something like Zion happens, I would definitely move Randall if that time comes. Yeah, um, I'm basically on, on board with you with what you said. Um, I feel like if Cam Reddish is going to get playing time, like if the Knicks are making it a priority that Cam Reddish is to get playing time this season, I do think the Knicks are going to make another small move before the deadline, whether it be Burks or somebody else to try to, you know, loosen up the roster space a bit and where you can slide Cam Reddish in and give him that playing time. But also I agree with Ari as well. I don't see Fournier or Randall being moved this season. This season, they're going to they're gonna be there for the rest of this season. But next season, I could, see, I could see something developing where the Knicks will be like, okay, you know, like he said, we have all these guys, we have all these young players coming up that we need to pay. And then if we keep Randall and Fournier's contract, you're basically going to lock up the cap. So now you're going to have a team where, you, you, yeah, you might make the playoffs, but you're not going to go anywhere. Like you said, it's going to be either first round, second round exit every season. Right. So it's like, and, and you have to remember the Knicks front office, the reason why they're here is because 
the goal has always been to get a disgruntled superstar to come to the Knicks. And, of course, to do that, you're going to need guys on big contracts that can cover the money who are hopefully playing well. So eventually there's going to have to come a time where Leon Rose on the front office is going to have to make a decision and they're going to have to be like, we're going to have to make a package and where Randall Fournier and these guys are packaged together to bring in another piece where this guy's going to really be the centerpiece of the franchise and that's somebody they're going to actually build around. And, and you know, they have the other young guys there to, you know, formulate, form the roster and actually have a formidable team. So, yeah, this is just a plan A. Like, Knicks are not done. The right. Knicks are definitely going to be – there's definitely going to be a plan B to this, a plan C that they're going to execute. And it, it'll be interesting to see what happens within the next couple of seasons. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, And I would hope, because Nerns Noel is another issue, like, if we can flip Noel, that would be great. Like, I'm absolutely thrilled that what Noel did for us last season. Um, but you know, if I if I have to choose between Mitch and Noel, I'm choosing Mitch every every day. But you know, Noel hasn't been healthy enough, so no one's gonna take him in the right his mind right now. But if he's healthy for the rest of the season, and we can move him for some cast space later or something like that, I would definitely we do that so we can actually have the move have the money to resign the people that we want to resign um, moving forward. Um, so yeah, Fritz, how many calls do we have? I want to I want to cap the phone calls because it's getting kind of late. Yeah, he's like past midnight. <laughs> right, right, right. So whoever's online right now are the, are the ones we have, and we're going to finish out the phone calls right now. And then we will be back on Saturday to talk Knicks versus Hawks. It's going to be Cam Reddish versus Kevin Knox. Or, um, and, you know, we're going to take, take the lollipop head down, all right? <laughs> so, we got three more callers. <laughs> yeah, we got three more callers. You're going to have the full squad here. We're going to have me, Ryan G, and our guy, um, Raw Hebrew, after the game, talking Knicks versus Hawk basketball, bringing us our, our analysis, our jokes, and our repertoire. And hopefully, we beat these Hawks again, man, because they, they was really talking a lot of smack during the playoffs. And it, it's, it's really gratifying beating them um, so far this season. We need to keep that role going for real. <laughs> All right. All right. Next caller up. Let us know what your name is and where you're from and what do you want to talk about. Hey, guys. This is Fritz. Um, yeah, just wanted to jump on real quick. All right, what up, Fritz? Hey, how's it going? All right, all right. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the one person who talks about um, putting the Duke Trail together. So um, I, I think it's, it's possible. I, I don't think it's – I'm going to say it's going to happen, but it's possible. Um, Zion, Zion has – Everything in his power to to say that he didn't want to be in New Orleans without without being the bad guy, and we we know uh, CAA uh, Zion is, is rehabbing. He's rehabbing in Portland with Nike instead of instead of rehabbing yeah. in in New Orleans. The team is letting him do that. Um, we know Zion as a as a person. He rolls with family. He don't really roll with um, like his teammates that much, and that's kind of weird in New Orleans. So um, Cam Reddish could be a way of of the Knicks um, making an environment for him to like thrive. So yeah. you got you got RJ, RJ, well known gym that gym rat. Reddish is gonna make sure he's gonna do what he's gonna do. You got you got people he likes that he can roll with, and um, you know. 
And right now, I, I know we talked about him earlier. We talked about, hey, um, we wish I had a skinnier Zion you trade for him. But skinny Zion is unattainable. If, if Zion was on weight, there would be no trade package that the Knicks could put together, no matter how many players you could put in it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, he would just have to be bold yeah. and force and, and his way out pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And Zion, is, this, this summer schedule, you know, they want him to sign that massive contract. And if he says no and he puts his one, you know, if he says no this summer, then, you know, that clock starts ticking yeah. for him to get out. So um, so this could be, like, the best if, – if, if Dylan knows and, you know, knows that he's pushing out, this is the time for them to, you know, to split. Yeah. And so the Knicks would know. I, I, we, as fans, we wouldn't know. Leon would know because he's CAA. He got his hands – all in that. <laughs> right, right, so, right. Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I just say it's a, it's a possibility. Um, I think, it, I think it's a possibility. And just that he's in Portland with Utah says a little something in, instead of New Orleans. True. Because of all the places you can rehab, rehabbing with Nike is, is pretty interesting. True. All true. Yeah. All true. Yeah, yeah, all true. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. all I want to say. Um, yeah. I just want to throw that out there and um I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think it would be cheap. I think it'd be a massive trade. I don't even think it would be like a direct trade. I think it would be three four teams to make it happen. But I think it's possible. I think so, it's yeah, I think it's possible too, right. man. I think it's possible yeah. too, man. Yo, thanks. Thanks, thank you. Thanks. I saw Mar Fritz calling in, giving his two cents on the Zion Cam Reddish being the bait type of deal. We tried this move yep. before with DeAndre DeAndre Jordan, but I don't want to talk about that now. Never mind. Next topic. <laughs> next topic. Next topic. <laughs> Shout out to my guy Fritz. Next caller up. Let us know what your name is, where you're from, and what do you want to talk about? Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, what up, we, my guy? We, we did it. Yeah, we man. got, we got, we got Cam. We got Cam. Oh wait, I got you, man. Whenever you need some tips in the gym, I got you. I just got back just now. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's but, up. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm okay with the trade. I, I agree. I don't think it's much of a fleece because if we remember last season, it was talking about just giving like a second round pick for him. So it is what it is. But the reason I'm not jumping out the window because, like, remember I called. You know, we talked about this yesterday. I don't trust Tibbs. I don't like. I would trust. I would trust Tibbs if basically Cam was going to jump immediately to the starting lineup. But you know, Tibbs is not going to do that. He's going to live and die with those bets. So right now, I'm just more curious to see how it's going to work, how it's going to play. Because in a perfect world, you want Cam to start and you want Grounds to back him up. Right. But yeah, I see people in the chat. I see people in the chat talking about. Oh, uh, um, we depend too much on our young guys. Yo, that's what the point of a rebuilding season is. You play the kids so they can develop into something. Because if you got, if you have role players that you already got at home that you know, that that's already gelling, continuity is important. Then you, right there, you you know you develop a winning culture instead of keep going shopping around and signing, making Evan Fournier contract, the Noel contract, the Randall contract. So you got your young guys. You know what they're worth. You can pay them what they're worth, and everybody's you know everybody's winning. Right, so right. That's right. kind of yeah. my biggest. That's my big. 
yeah, so that's my biggest concern with that. So hopefully, like I said, I am of the belief that Cam is going to take Grimes' minutes, and hopefully, you know, Grimes is going to end up being in the back burner, probably in the G League up until we can move Fournier because realistically Fournier is the first person that's got to go. Once Fournier goes, R just slides to the two, Cam can jump up to the three, and then we can look. And the biggest thing we need is a point guard. We need a point guard that can facilitate and help those guys out, like I said before, a playmaking, defending point guard. So right. we'll see. I'm not concerned about RJ and Cam being teammates because they already were. So yeah. unless, if, unless if Cam have a, you know, a motive where he wants to get the bag, we ain't got enough money for that. Ari, Ari basically hit. I don't need to reiterate what he said. It's a, it's yep. a big thing. So now we got to figure out what contracts we're moving. Right now, the priority contract, the most realistic contract to move is Noel and Fournier. But like I said, when I called a couple shows ago, what are we going to get back in return? Like, the perfect situation is to trade those guys for somebody who's on a one-year deal. That way, got that, got him for that one year, he's out the door. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, like, yeah. the biggest thing. Yeah. yeah, that's the biggest thing that we're going to yeah, we see because I don't know. I don't know. Like, right now, um, I don't know what to expect because, <laughs> like I said, I really I don't trust Tibbs. I don't really, and we don't, we are not in the best situation because we just signed all these guys and everybody's in their spots. And like, uh, and, and I don't see things moving unless it's injuries and trades. I'm concerned about the trades because we are in the win now mode. We, I want to rebuild for something strong in the future, not a, not the flashy penny, but that's not what Tibbs want to do. Yeah. <laughs> so they, he's yeah. going to trade, he's not, he not going to trade Fournier and, and Noel and all those guys. For expired contracts, like, oh, we're just gonna rebuild these women. That man, gonna, that man ain't gonna do that. If he do that, that's because he got fired. <laughs> that's the yeah. front office did, and we got someone else coming in. So we'll see what happens. We'll see how we'll see how this thing fester. I'll, you know, just keep calling in. But I do like the trade. I do like that we got him because we need. That's what we need. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. I know there's a bunch of callers. Yo, real quick before I get off, I always say this: there's 581 people in the chat. Make sure y'all hit that like button, y'all subscribe, and y'all show love to the channel, all right? And that note, yeah! 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 Shout out to my guy. That's my future trainer, if you didn't know. If y'all didn't know. <laughs> follow him on Instagram. He calls in every, he calls in almost every show. Uh, loyal KOT follow, man. Always gives us the energy. Love when he calls in, man. Uh, only thing I have to say is, I feel like, um, I don't think Noel is going to be as easy to move right now i feel like the easiest people to move in order right now might be alec burks um and then maybe fournier recently his play i think might warn him being moved or being you know not having to attach a pick to move him but somebody actually be excited <laughs> to get him <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh of course our young guys ov and iq uh, you those guys are definitely grimes those guys will definitely produce some interest as but those are the guys that we want to keep you know so <laughs> yeah most definitely <laughs> exactly 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 but shout out to the guys who's rocking with the show man like you said hit that like button hit that subscribe button and thank you for rocking with this great show tonight so far i love the turnout um we're going to be talking about these knicks versus uh knicks versus hawks Don't, man on, hawks saturday. on saturday knicks yeah. versus hawks on saturday we're going to be talking about it so definitely tune in saturday after the game is going to be me uh a Ryan G and I guy the raw metaphor I call him the raw Hebrew remnant 
who's gonna be breaking it down. Should be a fun show. I haven't, we haven't all three been, three been together in a minute, so I can't really, I can't wait for the episode for that that game. It's gonna be fun, especially if you all win. Facts. Especially if you yes, win, oh, we're gonna be talking so much <laughs> smitterack. I already, I can already see, I can already see you roll with the the cooked birds metaphor on Saturday. <laughs> Exactly. The, the, the amount of Twitter comments we're gonna see about smoking that Atlanta pack too. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> all that, all that noise. Yo, shout out hold on the gunshots. The gunshots five out of super chat for from uh Blood of Panther. He says Leon has a pattern. Burke is next. Burke has the highest value and lowest ceiling on the team. Yeah, I agree with you. Highest value, lowest ceiling. You know what you want to get from him. He's going to get some playmaking. You want to get some defense. Um, he's not going to get that much better, but he's going to be serviceable for whatever team he goes on. So I definitely agree with you. But yeah, shout out to everybody that's rocking the chat. Shout out to PD, NYC, Underdog, Ryzen, Fritz Alessandro, Malcolm Johnson, uh, JD. Oh, shout out to JD Sports Talk in the chat. Shout out to you, my guy. Shout out to um, Ari, Ari Michael, uh, HOF, Nation Sports Cards. Everybody else is rocking the kill to the show. Please hit the like, subscribe button, man. I'm loving the energy tonight. Cam Reddish on the Knicks. Good trade, man. I, I don't want to sound. Good trade. Yeah, I don't want to sound like we we dumping on Cam because I'm not. I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm just. Um. You know. I'm talking about the pros and the cons. All in all, I'm very happy with the trade. We we traded a first round pick who's heavily protected that can very well turn into two second round picks by the time 2025 comes around, depending on how good or bad Charlotte Hornets play. And we traded a guy in Kevin Knox who wasn't going to be here anyway. So that's yeah, a win exactly. for a guy who has all star yeah. potential. So it's a win. All, although exactly. I'm, you know, I'm not saying it's it's going, it's not necessarily going to be, you know, a hundred percent in where it can hundred percent work out. But it's a no brainer trade for us because of the potential that Cam Reddish has. All right. Yeah, and to keep it and to put it in simple terms, Knicks upgraded their roster. For me, my main concern is just Grimes minutes, and with the way and the, with the way the roster is currently set. Where are you going to give Reddish those minutes? That's my only concern at the moment. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, same here, man. I I want to keep Grimes. I want to keep Grimes activated. I want to keep Grimes, <laughs> um, getting his reps in. I feel like this last game he hit some really nice threes for us. The defense seems to be all all the way there. He seems like he's over helping less too, so I like what Grimes is giving giving us, and he can be our potential Evan Fournier replacement. So I want to see him keep developing. So it'll be a, a more of a no brainer when it comes time to move Evan Fournier down the road, because like, oh, we don't need him. We, we got Grimes here for you know millions less. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Last caller up for the night. We got our guy Justin. Justin, let us know. Where you from? What do you want to talk about? Hey, what's, I'm from LA. I'm a Knicks fan. I used to live in New York, but not anymore. Oh, shout out um, to you. Repping yeah. NY from uh, LA. That must be rough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Believe me. Um, but, you know, this is a big move today. And one of the things I, I think this sets the, the, the Knicks up for is the trade deadline. And I think the Knicks should actually look to, to – to trade guys like Mitchell Robinson and Maryland's Noel and even even Evan Fournier, you go out, you get rid of those guys, you bring in guys like Miles Turner, Malcolm Brogdon, and give some of the picks that you have now that really you're not going to need in the next couple of years. And you try to give yourself the, the best chance to contend possible. Right. 
Man, we we've had this discussion. Uh, we've had this yeah. discussion to death here. Um, because at the end of the day, man, like these guys, you know, guys like RJ and and these young guys, you know, they want to contend on a winning team if, if they're going to be in New York, and they can be on a playoff team. You pay them, but at the end of the day, you're trying to win a championship. You're trying to deliver, you know, a championship back to the city of New York. So the best way to do that is, is number one, you got to you got to build a solid team. You got to get yourself a star, okay, a legit star. Maybe a guy like Damian Lillard. Maybe a guy like, uh, I don't know, maybe Paul George in the future if he decides to leave LA. But you got to go in there. You got to give yourself a legit star, and Without that, you know, you can't even make a conversation for the Knicks right now and being a serious contender. Like, right now, they're 500, and, like, that seems fine for now. But, you know, a couple de- couple years down the line, you know, they got to step it up a bit. And the more these young guys grow, the better they're going to get. But at the same time, you know, you got to put stars around these guys. Well, here's what I'll say to that, right? There's there's two ways to get stars. You could trade stars, you could trade for stars one, or you can develop the stars too, right? Um, and also the, the third part is you can trade for stars how you didn't even know there were stars. Um, freaking. Uh, <laughs> and that's what I think this Cam- Cameron Reddish trade does. Right. Exactly. Because like James Harden wasn't even James Harden until he got to the Houston Rockets. He needed yeah. the opportunity to become right. James Harden. So there's not one way to skin a cat. So you make it sound super easy, but in reality, it's not easy to win a championship in the NBA. And there's only like a handful it's of not. people who can change the trajectory of your team just by going there. And it's been like like LeBron, Damon, like that's it. And even when that happens, you have to like trade half of your team to get them. And then now you cash, cash strap for cat space. Or you have to like trade away your future. So it's a delicate balance. But and I agree with you that we have to, you know, get a star here. It's just that, you know, it's it's not it's not as easy as it sounds, man. But the benefit of being in New York is that we are in New York, and if we build the right way, if we have some continuity, if we if we keep our goods clean, um, and we prove that we have a culture here, that it should get easier because we are in New York. So I'm, I'm hoping we're building in the right direction. Um, the second part of that now, is, is now the Mitchell Robinson think- thing too. I want to get to that too. Um. I understand that we have a need for a stretch five here. Um, and I'm, man, I love Mitch, though. Like, Mitch has had a down year. But I like him, too. But it's like, if he, I can move Noel, I would. And he doesn't need the ball. Right. Yeah. He, he doesn't need the ball in his hands. And, you know, he's a good fit. It's just when you remember in the playoffs when they were playing Atlanta, you know, it was really hard for Julius to, to get to a spot and, and get to those positions because they were just constantly doubling him, knowing that, you know, Mitch was just going to be in the paint or, you know, he couldn't stretch the floor. So it just clogged up, it just clogged up the paint for them. And it just made it really easy for Atlanta to, to just cruise right by. And that's what, and that's what I noticed a lot. And, you know, if, would you be open to trading Evan Fournier knowing you're giving up Mitchell Robinson for, for a guy like, like Turner? You can um, get Evan Fournier's salary um, and give up on uh, Mitch? Go ahead, Ryan. Well, to be honest about it, I'm me personally. I'm not giving up on Mitch. Like I agree, a stretch five would be nice. I definitely would like to see a stretch five here. But if if but if there's a way for me to get a stretch five here and keep Mitch at the same time, I would much rather do that than trading Mitch 
for a stretch five straight up. And I think the, and the, when it comes to Atlanta and the playoffs as well, I don't think it was really I don't think it was really the fact that you know Julius Randle was clogged in the paint with Noel in in the middle, and that's why the Knicks struggled on offense. I think it was because the Knicks didn't really have shot creators like that. I think it's both. Just, well, that's true. They had they had Tatum last season. They just threw him out the rotation and. Rose came in and he he provided scoring, but it just wasn't enough. I think it's both, Ryan. With, to be honest, with the other guys as well, yeah. I, it I, wasn't enough. You know, there. I think it's both a lot Ryan, of rookies too. I think it's both, Ryan. To be honest with you, because there's plenty of times where we, we were trying to get Julius Randle going. He starts off ISO top of the key to three point line. He drives left, only to be met by Clint Capella. And if he had a stretch five there, he wouldn't be met by Clint Capella because Clint Capella would be guarding Miles Turner or whoever he has to guard. So I and yeah, exactly. Even with the Celtics, right? The Celtics, um, we had freaking Robert Williams. He he, Robert Williams single handedly. Go- um, almost beat us pretty much. I know everybody else had, you know, uh, why, why am I burning a blank right now? Because it's over midnight and I can't think anymore. But um, <laughs> <laughs> my point is, if we had somebody to, to draw out Williams, we'd be fine. I mean, the other thing, the other part about that is too is if Tibbs went small and then had Randall at the five, then we can kind of litigate the situation. But Tibbs is not going to do that. So we might need to stretch yeah. five here. Now, what I... I was playing with the idea of putting Mitch in a trade for Miles Turner. Um, if it was if it was Mitch and maybe like a pick for Miles, I might think about it. But I'm still not 100 percent comfortable doing it, only because I know how good you need Mitch salary too. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Mitch is not you even making a, year, a so two million. So we, we is making around the same. You ship both of those guys to get Turner, and you're gonna have to pay. Ro- Mitchell Robinson eventually, and there's going to be teams offering him, I think, fifteen plus million because he's a good defensive big and he can move. My 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 thing. And he still has room for growth. My thing is, I do the do they want Turner? I I feel like when you're starting to sell off guys, like Indiana's doing, they're going to want picks and young assets. They're not going to want veterans who are thirty. You know what I'm saying? So I ideally, right. if it was if Turner, if it was straight up Evan for for Miles Turner, sign me up, sign yeah. me up. But I don't think that's what's going to happen. Would you give up a first round pick? Would you give up a first round pick with Evan in the first for a Turner? Well, I think Indiana would want a first round pick in return if they're going to give up Miles Turner. So I think that's a that's like that's like a formality. Like it, yeah. the Knicks would have still to have the Dallas pick. pick. I would. I think I might do that. But I also feel like we definitely have to move Noel. We would have to move Noel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to move him. You, you, they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to make some big decisions because, I mean, I get it. The team's got to be patient. You know, you got to develop these guys. But before you have to pay RJ, Cam Reddish, and all these other guys, you you got to get a superstar. And you got to find a way to do it because. Once you have those guys' contracts locked in, you can't really get out of them. Well, you could. You could get out of them, but you can't get out of them with getting another star. Yeah, nah, I agree with you. With 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 the other pieces that you have. I mean, so, yeah, yeah, we need a superstar. But like, it's easier said than done. There's more than one way to do it. Like, hopefully, you find a way to do it, man. But thank you for the call, man. Appreciate the call. Yeah. Definitely, def- definitely, definitely yeah, come thanks. back. Call back. Um, 
Call back, man. I'm going to end the show up and get some rest. But we'll be back here on Saturday. Trust. Yes, sir. And everybody in the chat, I see we have 294 likes. If you can, get us to 300, please, before the show ends. 300 likes, please. Six Absol more likes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And wait up. We did get a $5 super chat. Shout out to my guy. Uh, Popo171. The $5 super chat says, Knicks need a point guard. I like Jalen Brunson. They got all these players, but not one healthy point guard. Tibbs is not going to play McBride. Yeah. Um... Shout out to, to Michael Murphy. He's one of the writers for the KOT show. He just wrote an article that talked about how he feels like Jalen Brunson to the Knicks is inevitable because of his ties to the New York Knicks. So definitely go to uh, the Nick Show.com and read that article. Um, and, you know, and get you a KOT snapback right there while you're at it. All right. <laughs> yes, sir. And also I want to shout out the chat right quick because I asked for 300. We got the 307. So Let's thank you. go. Thank you. Thank you. Let's thank you. Thank you. Big up the chat. Big up the chat. Big Still up. with us 12.35 in the morning. Let's go, man. Out here. And shout out to JD Sports Talk, man. 499 Super Chat says, great show. Give me the best five you want to see play extended minutes fully healthy. The best five. That, you talking about the best five on the team right now? They want to the say. Extended minutes fully healthy. Ooh. Um, best five. Oh, shoot. Well, Mitch definitely at the center. Definitely the Mitch. Definitely the Badman. Yeah, Badman Barrett. <laughs> yeah, Badman Barrett got to go. Got to play. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm still putting Randall in there because I feel like when Randall's at his best, he's all-star Randall at his best. So I'm still keeping Randall in there. Um, I'm liking IQ, man. I want to see IQ get burned. Like, I... I'm I'm torn between IQ and McBride a little bit here, mm -hmm. because I feel like IQ IQ has shown some flashes. You already seen, you already seen that he can create separation. He can, he can uh, take bigs off the dribble, and he's learn he's learning as a point guard. He's not perfect. He he does kind of stiff grime sometimes, but I feel like with some more reps he could be a good one. But McBride as well, man, the defense of McBride. Yeah, he had that one good game versus Houston, where I'm just like, oh wow, this guy can could do something. But then he also kind of fails to create separation as a point guard and create easy opportunities for other people, and that concerns yeah. me a little bit. So I'm torn between McBride and IQ. Um, I'm leaning. I mean, if I have to say at this moment it's IQ, at this moment it's IQ. Yeah, I would say I, I was I would go at this moment IQ. At this moment yeah. IQ. So it's one more position because Mitch. Randall, Badman Barrett, IQ. My my heart is going Grimes now too. My heart is going Grimes. I like. I want to see what Grimes can do. If, and you know what, Fournier at this point he's coming on. He's coming on. But this this is my young guy bias right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is my young guy bias because right now you know Fournier he's showing a little more offensively. Um. He seems Fournier is a little bit more reliable with this runner and his yeah. mid range in his mid range right now than Grimes is. Grimes has a better defensive acumen. And for fun reasons, I, I want to see Grimes. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, because when I think about it, it's like, okay, if I'm gonna have Mitch, if I'm gonna have Randall, and I'm gonna have RJ, Badman Barrett, then it's like I do want some shooters on the floor as well. So I yeah, I guess I guess yeah, IQ and Grimes, because those guys are gonna be the shooters. But then we just got Reddish too. Hmm. Is, is Reddish count? 
<laughs> is Reddish here already? <laughs> I mean, if, if Reddish lives up to his potential, then I think it's easily Reddish in there. If Reddish lives up to who he thinks he's going to be. Right. So, so maybe it'd be Mitch, Randall, Reddish, Badman, Barrett, IQ. Yeah. If Reddish, if, if yeah. Reddish lives up to his potential. Yeah. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. I'm going to go with that right now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Great question. Had us thinking at the last minute, like, man, who do we want? Who would be the the all fun lineup? Will really be Obi. The all yeah, fun yeah, lineup yeah. would be IQ, yeah. Rock, Bat, IQ, Bodman, <laughs> Reddish, <laughs> Obi, Mitch. That'd be an all fun lineup. Ooh, that 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 line would be up and down the floor. Oh yeah, no no breaks. Be, be, be running people off the out the gym. Yeah, Cam got to pass the ball though. You can't be ISO Cam. All right, Cam got to pass the ball. Shout out to Jean Marc. This is a five super chat. Says can Cam Reddish play PG? Um, he he flashes playmaking, but he hasn't shown that he's a willing pl- passer as of yet. But you know what? He hasn't had the opportunity to really do it over there with the Hawks. Um, so that remains to be seen. Yeah. That remains to be seen. Jason M, because no love for Rose. Rose is injured right now, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Rose is injured, and I love Rose. He's probably the best, one of the best point guards on the team, one of the best players on the team. But yeah, you know, man. I mean, I know. I, 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 I'm picking for the future. No, I was just, Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm, I think we're doing it from a fantasy standpoint. You know, like what we, what we would like to see. But of course, right now, Rose is the starting point guard. I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> right now, Rose is the starting point guard. <laughs> that's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> but if I want to be fun and want to see the young kids run, I think that's the team I'm going with. Yeah. F- final answer. All right, guys. That is our show, 12.40 a.m. in the morning, talking Knicks basketball. You can be anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. Uh, so shout out to you guys. And also, as always, shout out to World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. Shout out to World Wide West and the rest of this front office to do an awesome job getting these guys on this team and, and, you know, getting Cam Reddish in the building to be reunited with his man, R.J. Barry. all right? But that is our show. All right, Ryan. Yes, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. G, let them know. Let them know you where can they can find me, sir. You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S I R G is C H I L L I N. You can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. All right, all right. You already know what to do, man. You can find us. Find us on the KOT show on Twitter. Uh, hit us on Instagram. We just hit 10K on Instagram. Follow your boys on Instagram. I got the old ticker up here. My bad, guys. Follow your boys on Instagram. Um, at the Nick of Time Show. Um, yeah, Nick of Time Show on Instagram. And also, you know, it's the blog and get get those snapbacks too, man. Nicktimeshow.com. Go there, click the catalog button and get you a snapback. We got it in blue and orange and black and white, so you can support your boys. All right. Like I said, we'll be back on Saturday talking Knicks basketball, Knicks versus Hawks. Hopefully that ends in a win. All right. Great show, Ryan. I'm tired. Yes, sir. I know, man. <laughs> 1241. Sheesh. Yeah. You need to give me something to eat and then go to sleep. Facts, facts, facts. But um, 
Great show, you guys. Great show, mods. Salute to you guys who's rocking with us. Um, salute to the new subscribers. Salute to everybody who, who donated. That is our show. And once again, as always, shut out the worldwide west. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here, right? That is our show. We are out of here. Peace. New York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. In, 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 in,